Hello and welcome to the Crypto Masters podcast, helping the general public to master an understanding of crypto assets. My name is Brian McCoy. My name is Ross Eaton. And we are the, the Crypto Masters. All right, let's get started with today's episode. Today we're going to discuss a decentralized prediction platform or prediction market called Augur. That's A-U-G-U-R. As a reminder, our goal is to provide information about crypto assets to help the public make investment decisions in the crypto space. We don't try to predict short-term movements, so this show is not for short-term traders. We provide information about different crypto assets to let you, the listener, make their own investment decision. This is not financial advice. As always, we give our listeners you know, the information to let you decide which crypto asset you may want to invest in for the long term. So, Brian, let's jump into Augur. Let's, we'll, we'll talk about another one. We'll give them another one to consider as, <laughs> as part of their research. And Ross, tonight, it's another token. We've covered a few now. I guess we covered several tokens. But this one is a prediction market token. It's called Augur. It uses the Ethereum black, uh, blockchain. We've talked about the differences between a token and a coin. And this is a token. And its token within the, uh, within the Augur sphere is called Reputation or REP. So its abbreviation is REP. And as we'll mention in a minute, they've updated recently. So now there's even a REP version two. I think it's called that, but I don't know. Maybe they'll just call it REP again after uh, it's the only one. So Ross, let me talk a little bit about what the white paper says about Augur, because a lot of people probably don't really understand or know offhand what a prediction market is. So the Augur white paper says, Augur is a trustless decentralized oracle and prediction market platform. In a prediction market, individuals can speculate on the outcomes of future events. Those who forecast outcomes correctly win money. Those who forecast incorrectly lose money. And it also says Augur will be the world's first decentralized oracle. So that is kind of a, maybe a fancy way to say it's betting. <laughs> but it's matrix of the Oracle, but yeah, it, it's pretty, for me, I see it as betting, but. Yes, but it's an interesting uh, way of going about it. It's not your, your normal, uh, uh, you know, web betting uh, location. This is a, this is crypto. So of course it's different. And I, I like it. Um, another thing they, they talk about, and well, this is marketing, but um, it's kind of interesting. They say, that uh, the auger people say that uh, auger allows use, users to bet on the outcome of future events and harnesses the wisdom of the crowd so what they like to say is you get enough people to have a stake in the outcome of something like this like something you bet on and the information you get is actually better than you get from an expert i don't know we'll see that's what they say so Ross, let's talk about some examples of the types of things you can bet on. You know, it's got to be a future event, uh, obviously, or it wouldn't be any much of a challenge. Um, so what are the types of things you've been on there? What are the types of things that uh, you can bet on? Yeah, I mean, when you say future event, I mean, it's 
it is wide open. I mean, you can bet on anything and everything really that someone can create. Um, you know, the hot topic right now is the U.S. presidential election coming up. Um, sports not so hot right now with the uh, coronavirus and quarantine going on. But um, I've been on there, you know, before this happened, and that that's kind of a hot topic is especially sports. But, you know, you can even bet on, you know, if someone creates it, um, you could bet on future prices of cryptocurrencies, which is really cool. But um, we'll get, get into that in a little later. Yeah. Well, and, and so maybe as a starting point, we sort of think about um, betting and we think about sort of a Las Vegas uh, sports book or something like that, where they have all of the, uh, the games and the odds or the points, you know, the point spreads already listed and you choose, do, what, do I want to bet on this? Do I want to bet on the, you know, the Pacers and the Lakers, uh, Pacers get five points, something like that. And in, in, in Augur, um, they, meaning the Augur people, don't do that, right? It's all um, people like me and you who have to create um, the different uh, things to be bet on, like a, mar a market creator, I think they call it. So mm -hmm. why don't you talk about a little bit about how that works and how it gets set up, how an event would get set up and get re resolved. Absolutely. And there's no better way to talk about this than to bring up a nice diagram, wouldn't you say, Brian? Yeah, diagrams are great, <laughs> especially for our podcast listeners. No, we'll talk them through. Yeah, so Brian, keep me honest here. Make sure I'm explaining this well enough so that our podcast listeners can follow along. But All right. essentially, this is the whole system right here, at least how I visualize it. Um, but there's a market creation. You know, Brian was just talking about, um, you know, in Vegas, you have like a sports book that, you know, pretty much create. Um, your markets to bet on this, of course, this being decentralized. So users can get, can create that. Um, so we talked about that. That can be anything and everything, but um, we'll use, um, you know, for this first example, the presidential election. So you can basically have three different kinds of markets. Um, they can be like, yes, no. So <clears throat> for example, will Joe Biden win the 2020 U S election? Yes, no. Um, multiple choice. Um, so that could be who will win the NBA championship this year. Um, you know, will it be Miami Heat? Will it be the Lakers? Um, you know, something like that. And then it could also be a numerical range. Um, so that could be, you know, how much snowfall will Anchorage, Alaska get this year, um, the year of 2020. So that's kind of like all the range of stuff you can bet on. Um, or at least markets you can set up. Um, and again, users can go in and create these markets, which I really think is a cool aspect of this. Um, now, you know, there's no casino here to determine outcome, of course. So um, it's, it's pretty interesting to, to start a market. You basically have to stake rep, you know, reputation, the auger token to really kind of kickstart it and say, Hey, this is, you know, something, to get going here um, and then um, you kind of specify um, between a percentage from one to 50% of kind of like a creator fee, if you will. So let's say I pick, um, I say yes, um, the or we'll go with the multiple choice one. I picked the Los Angeles Lakers to win the NBA championship this year. 
they win. Um, you being the creator would take whatever your creator percentage is, is one to 50%. Now, if it's 50%, you can imagine, well, why would I want to get into that? I mean, the creator's going to take all my winning. So it's in your best interest and the user's best interest to really go low here, or no one's really going to be in within your marketing. You're not going to get a lot of winnings. Is there, um, is there like a default percentage or, you know, a norm? Um, from what I've seen on the, um, the slide, it's, it's really open-ended one to 50%. I think it really, it varies kind of around 5% from what I've seen. Um, again, there's not from what I've seen on Augur right now, there's not too many going on. Um, but yeah, once you create that, um, you know, the market is open and also, yeah, obviously since it's a future event, you have to pick a point in which that expires. Um, and, uh, kind of taking a step back here, um, you have to designate a reporter. Now the reporter can be yourself or someone else. Um, but the key idea here is, um, you know, that rep you stake in the beginning for the designated, it goes to the designated reporter being you or yourself. So when that event expires, you have a certain amount of time to go back and report on it. So if the Lakers do win, um, you have to put that down in Augur, say, hey, the Lakers won. Um, so people that chose C or whatever the multiple choice was, get that correct. Um, so yeah, if that expires, you lose your rep, um, and then another reporter can report on it and gain that rep. So it's kind of open-ended after that. Um, so then that's kind of this reporting stage after the market event occurs. Um, and then there's, you know, the settlement phase where everyone kind of essentially gets paid out. Um, so Brian, how did I do there explaining that for our well, Let me just kind of very quickly um, explain what's shown on the screen here for the podcast listeners. So at the left, there's a box that says market creation. That's where it starts. And then it has an arrow pointing to trading. So that's when the people are, are betting. And we're going to talk a little bit about that as we go. But the, um, the cost of a token um, changes during the trading, depending on if everybody's going for Biden or if everybody starts going for Trump. Um, so it can change. Essentially, the cost of a token can change. So that's the trading. And then it points to a fuzzy thing that says market event happens. So that's kind of the end point. And then there's an arrow that points to reporting. And that's what Ross talked about where so someone at least initially is the reporter and says, uh, you know, Trump won the election. Um, and then the settlement is, it can be either straightforward if that's sort of undisputed or um, Augur has kind of a uh, dispute mechanism if there is a dispute. Did I cover that? Yep. And uh, there's also yet another diagram at the bottom. That kind of shows a little bit about the reporting process and then after event ends. I'll briefly show that. Um, but so the market event happens. There's a designated reporting, um, you know, one day max. So this, this is an example I always think of. If you're the designated reporter, and you go to hike the Appalachian Trail and you don't have service, well, you're gonna lose the rep you put in. And this, uh, it kind of goes to this box here, which kind of asks, is there a designated reporter? Did they, did they show up to report? Well, no, then it, then it kicks down to open reporting. Anyone can report on it. 
Um, and there's also some verifications, like, you know, not just one person reports, there's some verification going on there as well. Um, but you can always, you know, th this is built in just because, you know, as always, you could have a malicious user going on here that could report that, you know, the Lakers, you know, the real world event, the Lakers did win, but this person that opens the market said, no, the Cavaliers did. Um, you know, I guess for whatever reason, they want to lose some reputation on this thing. But um, yeah. yeah, so that that's kind of built into what, which I think is nice. Because um, that, that's kind of where my head goes first. Well, what if someone wants to play a prank and just mess up everything? So it's nice that that's built in. Yeah, they got a lot of built in safeguards. Well, so let me talk a little bit more about the um, aspect that I think I like best about this is you get so instead of like at Vegas and just placing the bet, you know, I pick the uh, um, whatever, the Patriots to win the game and beat the spread or whatever. Um, here, here you buy tokens and the tokens may start out at, at 50 cents for a token. So if, and I'm talking, I'm going to keep it easy, simple. So I'm going to talk about a yes, no. So let's do the will Biden win the election? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes means you think Biden will win. No means you don't. Um, so, um, it may start out at 50 cents for a token, but if the polls show Biden, uh, in the lead uh, in a significant lead, then you might have to pay more for that token. You might have to pay 60 cents for it. And then on the other hand, um, at that point, the no, which in this case, there's really two candidates who have a chance would be, you know, if you thought Trump was going to win, you could, you could get that for 40 cents. Um, so that's, that's kind of cool. Then who knows with the polls or something happens to one of the candidates and let's say it changes dramatically. Let's say Biden goes, uh, up to, you know, looks like 80% chance he'll win. So now you got to pay 80 cents for a token on the no token. Now you're only paying 20 cents and then you can trade. You can, um, like, so that if you bought before at 60 cents, you could sell that to somebody for 80 cents. So you don't have to wait for the event to happen. It's kind of like options trading. You can trade the contract. So um, that's pretty cool. And then the outcome then, of course, pays zero if you lose, and it pays a dollar if you win. And so in a sense, the odds are factored into that because if you only paid 40 cents for the coin, but you get paid a dollar, you know, you're getting more than your one-to-one -one odds. So it's, um, it's an interesting way to do it. I think it, it opens some other possibilities as well that we'll talk about in a little bit yeah definitely and man i i i do like betting it is it is pretty fun and i think from the pr prediction market standpoint um i don't know just really see how users take off to one side or the other i mean you can really see outcomes pretty far ahead um you know so it is very interesting so. and and you know, we'll have to check in on it. And if there's enough people, I mean, obviously the wisdom of the crowd only works if the crowd is big enough. But, you know, I'd like to see um, what the wisdom of the crowd says about the presidential election when we get a little bit closer and then see, you know, if it really does shake out. It, it would have been curious to see if last time, you know, Trump pulled a real upset. If, if the wisdom of the crowd had predicted something like that, I'd give it, I'd give it some credit, you know? Oh, yeah. All right, so Ross, you're going to tell us a little bit more about how it actually works, but um, there were some recent changes that we'll talk about. But 
the betting is actually done with Dai, as I understand it, which is a stable coin from the from the Maker project. Um, their stable coin is called Dai. It's linked to the U.S. dollar, so at about all times, one die equals one dollar, very, very close to that. Um, so your 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 betting is done in die, and the rep only comes into it, I guess, when you're when you're staking or you're creating a market, or maybe when you're a reporter. Is, is that right? Yep. And uh, I yeah, I think you said it well there. Um, you know, you have to exchange um, on their app. It pretty much you have to submit die from a wallet and it's pretty cool they, it does link up to coinbase pretty well pretty easily um i just did that real quick coinbase is not my primary wallet but just for uh the experience and uh, to learn a little about it i just hooked up to coinbase real fast but um i kind of picture this in my head um you know when i've gone to vegas to go play blackjack i i change out my um dollars for you know a chip in the house so if i go bet let's say on blackjack and I'm up what I thought was $200 and go back to the exchange my, you know, um, man, I keep thinking coin, the chips. Uh, chips. Yeah. I'm getting so tossed up here with all these, uh, tokens, coins and stuff. But, um, you know, I would be pretty ticked off if they use something, um, like Ethereum that fluctuates. I mean, as we know, it can fluctuate greatly in four hours. And they're like, you know, at the start, you think you're up 200 and oh, actually you just broke even. So it kind of wasted all my time. So I like, that's how I think of the stable coin here. Um, yeah. And just well, that was one of, one of the weaknesses of Augur version one was that you, you, you used, you bet with, with ETH and, you know, just like the presidential election, right? You'd, you'd bet it now and just think how much the, price of ETH could fluctuate between now and then. I mean, you could win the bet and lose money or, or vice versa. You could lose the bet, but well, I guess if you lose the bet, you lose the bet. But yeah. the, the price of ETH could, could change so much that it, it, it just really didn't make sense. And so I'll, I'll mention some of the things about version two. That's the main one, I think, is they, you know, they took the MakerDAO's stablecoin DAI and used that and replaced, uh, replaced ETH. Um, as the betting maybe as a market maker you might have you might have to pay some gas you might have to put some oh yeah in. there is a yeah there is a gas fee when yeah. you make the market as well so right. that's just something to use the uh to use the ethereum blockchain you got to pay a little bit of gas but yeah um so that was one of the changes for uh for eth2 um they they made some user interface improvements um they speeded up the dispute process and they added a new version of uh, betting uh, um, type, Ross. You mentioned the uh, yes or no, the multiple choice, and then the uh, sort of the numerical. Um, but they have another one now. You can actually, uh, you can actually uh, bet invalid. <laughs> so, so I guess if the, uh, if the maker, um, the market maker phrases the issue really poorly, and you're like, wait, this is just going to lead to an invalid outcome. You can actually uh, put your bet on invalid, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, and I, I'll say getting on there, I saw some markets where, it, like, I can't remember what it was, but the phrasing was just way off. I was like, what? This is stupid. But then I saw at the top, it's kind of flagged and says invalid, you know, or pending oh, yeah. you know, dispute. Or I something. guess if they see something that's that blatant, they'll they'll flag it. But 
you know, otherwise, some, sometimes, you know, you don't know that there's going to be a dispute until the end, you know, and so I can see there being times where you didn't anticipate it being invalid, but it turns out it is. Yeah. All right, let me uh, do a little bit of the, uh, some background facts that we usually do. There's total supply of 11 million rep. Uh, there's no mining, like we said, it uses the Ethereum blockchain, so there's no need to mine the rep. Uh, this was one of the first ICOs uh, for Augur. It was one of the first ones back in 2015. And they sold 8.8 .8 million rep of the 11 that I talked about before. So that leaves 2.2 uh, million that went to the team and the community and, you know, um, that kind of thing. So rep is available on a lot of exchanges, uh, including in the U.S. Uh, uh, like you said, Coinbase. Coinbase Pro, Kraken, I think all have it. So it is one that almost any of us uh, can buy. The team behind it, the main two guys are called Jack Peterson and Joey Krug. Um, they are blockchain veterans, not, you know, not big names currently because of any kind of Twitter presence, but seem to be uh, pretty well respected. And I'm just going to throw in this... Uh, Ross, uh, the biggest competitor, I think, right now on the prediction market is, uh, is one called Gnosis with a G, G-N-O-S-I-S. -S. I'm glad so you that's one. I wouldn't have gotten it. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't know if I got it right, but it looks to me like it's probably a silent G, but um, we can call it Gnosis. That's fine. Anyway, so there are competitors. There are others, uh, which is always good, I think. Yeah, yeah. I always think of it uh, from going to New York, how good the food is. You know, if there's tons of pizza places around, pizza's got to be good. Am I right? <laughs> maybe I'm just hungry. I don't know. Yeah. Well, and maybe this could be like some of the other markets, you know, we've talked about before, like Bitcoin, for example. You know, it was the first one out there, you know, by far, you know, it was our, it's our leader in this crypto space. But mm -hmm. some of the other projects that have come along have seen its its weaknesses and there are some and you know they've attempted to improve that and so you know auger was a pretty early um uh you know uh token it was one of the first tokens actually on on ethereum blockchain so you know there are going to be some others out there to uh to see the weaknesses and try to correct it now credit to uh to the auger team they did come out with version two and as I understand it, you know, it definitely made a lot of uh, improvements. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just the uh, use of the, you know, the die coin alone, that, that, that one had to be fixed. So, yeah. That was a big one. So, Ross, you went on recently and, and um, you know, you said how you, you, were, you transferred it from uh, Coinbase. You know, you had to get your die on Coinbase and then transfer it over. You know, from there, what did you see? Sort of just on a high level, how did how did it work? Or if one were to go on there, what would they see? Yeah, for sure. So you kind of you kind of you open up the application. You've you've got um, you know various markets um, to choose from. They do have a a nice category section, which is pretty cool. So you can go into sports, you can go to politics, um, you know, whatever floats your boat there. Um, but yeah, and then from there, you pretty much just, it's a little, I'd say the learning curve, you know, I don't, I don't want to make this into a tutorial, but the learning curve to 
uh, at least for me, is a, is a little, a little interesting. Just you know, figuring out how to bet from you know going to Vegas and learning how to bet on stuff like this. It was a little, a little different, especially um, learning about it ahead of time. I knew it was on, um, you know, it was a platform on Ethereum. So I thought I needed Ethereum. So I, you know, I assumed, oh, I could probably just transfer Ethereum in, but I really needed the Dai coin to make bets. And so that was a little interesting. And then, you know, there's also the rep token wrapped up in it, but, but yeah, basically um, you go on there, um, you can go ahead and, um, you know, vote on markets that are already out there. Um, and depending on, you know, the time of year, especially when sports really kick up, March Madness is a big time, or there's a lot of games on there. Um, and you also, I mean, it's pretty easy. It, I would honestly say it might be easier to open up a market than it is to vote. I mean, but um, it, it's pretty cool, um, I guess. Is, can, can there be, is there a race to be, so, for example, on the on the bet on the U.S. presidential election, can there be more than one, or is it like the first person that makes that uh, market, you know, gets to benefit from that? Because I assume you get the more people bet, the more you get paid as the market maker. Yeah, no, there there are multiple, and that's actually just coming back to it now. That's actually one that I saw an issue with. I think it was with the. Um, you know, Trump Biden election, there was like a, like a typo in the wording. So it was flagged as invalid, but there's actually, it's kind of weird. There's a couple, so you can have duplicate markets, yeah. so that is interesting. but I mean, there is a benefit there, although confusing when you first jump on, you know, like going back to it, when you create a market, you can have, um, you know, that, um, kind of winning percentage you get as the market creator, uh, the creator fee, you know? Yeah. So you can kind of get on there. Oh, this, this market's creator fee is a little lower. I'd rather, but you know, yeah. Yeah. Make so you can copy someone else's basically, and then just charge a lower fee maybe and get more people that way. Yep. I mean, at least from my experience, I, I didn't even think that was possible, but look, looking back to it, well, you can create any market you want. So yeah, there's, there's, there are duplicates on there. Just that makes sense. Otherwise, you know, the person that first did uh, the, the election one would just, you know, make a fortune. Um, <laughs> nobody else could do it. Almost like a, a patent or something. So uh, I think that makes some sense. Yeah. All right. What do you think, Ross? I are you ready for final thoughts? Do you have anything to add on uh, on ref? Yeah. Yeah. Let me let me go first this week, Brian. Um, I I don't I know. know. Oh, what was that, Brian? I just said final thoughts. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I, I'll, I'll admit, I mean, I know you're about to say it, but we postponed this episode um, due to it just kind of being, you know, the learning curve for this is just kind of weird. It's just, you know, you, there's, it's on the Ethereum blockchain. You have to use the die cook and to bet. Um, there's rep involved. It's definitely like the learning curve, you know, it takes us, you know, you really have to sit down and, um, really kind of research this one. Um, I like the idea as all, all these, uh, decentralized crypto ideas. I mean, I love it. Um, I just don't know if the, the auger is really right for me. One thing I will say though, I, I feel as though you could pretty easily, um, predict how well auger's doing by, um, sorry, my phone alarm's going off right now. Um, 
but you can easily predict if the uh, Augur rep, <laughs> rep coin is going to go up based on how many markets are on the Augur application. So I think that's uh, something cool to kind of do a prediction on it. Um, is it for me? I don't know. I'll kind of watch it. Um, I'd really like, you know, they say power of the, the crowd is key here. I'd, I'd really like to see it kind of grow. And um, once the community, I think, gets behind it, it's going to be even better. So. All right. Well, my turn, and I will probably be come down quite similarly. Um, yeah, we, we had this show. Just to tell everybody, we had we had Augur scheduled. Um, we both we both started preparing, and about a day or two before the show, I just I don't know if we were together. Or if I called you and just said, "Hey, Ross, man, <laughs> I don't get this. You know, I don't understand it well enough to do a show on it," and we just had to postpone it. And now that was that was back during version one. Yeah, um, that was before the update, which happened. I don't know if I said that version two at least launched on in July of 2020. So. Um, so, yeah. So back then I was like, hey, wow, this is just too uh, too confusing. I, I think it has um, improved. But. For me, I think it's still, um, it's got to be a little bit more user-friendly. It's got to be uh, simple, uh, you know, just an easier interface and make it, you know, easier for the general public to use. You, you shouldn't have to be a, a crypto expert to use it. Mm -hmm. But but I will say, you know, lots of potential. Number one, you know, legal gambling. I, I mean, let's face it, you know, that it's, like you said, it's fun um at least in the u.s you know we've been limited on on legal gambling and now this is there so so there's that part of it and then i see potential also and we talked about this ross because again we're in the u.s and we don't have the options <laughs> funny word we don't really have uh it, as many places where we can go as many exchanges we can go on as a lot of people so for example you know the Darabut exchange is apparently the leader for options on crypto assets. We can't use it. American citizens are not allowed to go on there. You know, we, you could do the whole VPN dance, yeah. you know, pretend you're somebody else and do it. But other than that, we, we can't legally do it. So I can see potential with, um, with Augur of someone setting up, um, a, a market maker setting up markets similar to what they are for the options. And I'm just going to totally make something up, but you know, on Dara, but you might be able to say something like, you know, Bitcoin, um, November, 2020 at $16,000. So you could similarly set up something. It sounds to me like on Augur that says, will the price of Bitcoin, you know, meet or exceed $16,000 by November 1, 2020. So you could bet on that. You could bet yes. And essentially, in a way, it's like buying an option. And similar to an option contract, the prices are going to vary. So, you know, you might only have to pay 40 cents for it if the price of Bitcoin in October is only at 12,000. Um, then that's going to go down. You can buy that cheaper. And who knows? It may. In any way, I see that as a possible way as a possible substitute for the options market. And I like that. And I'm going to explore that. 
but I got to say, so for now, for me, this is on my watch list and maybe my learn <laughs> list, like get on there and, and explore and also check out the competitors. But I think it has potential, but right now I got to say it's not user friendly enough. So I'm, uh, it's not on my buy list. Yeah. And Brian, I, I have to say that's such a, such a cool point you just made about, you know, you know, our limit to being able to trade options with crypto. And this is, this kind of offers that. And it really, it really does what you need. You need the market makers to do it. But yeah. That would, to me, that just would be a pretty easy thing to do. And if there, if people aren't doing it, I might do it. I might get on there to market maker because it just really seems like a, a natural use for this. Just an, an additional use. I mean, you have all the, all the gambling, all the sports things and politics things. That's great. We can essentially make, make an options platform out of it as well. And I think that's uh, got some potential worth looking into. And that, I could even see them on their, you know, on the Augur website, instead of having the crypto section, shoot, why not make an options section? I mean, that, that would appeal to me, especially, you know, I've been getting really into options in my other financial portfolios, but you know, that, I, I think that would be a really cool idea. So yeah, I, I don't know if they, if there'd be any, reason they wouldn't sort of officially call it that you know because then oh, if it's an true. option yeah you know maybe if there's some securities reason not to but if you just make it a bet on the price of bitcoin or on the price of eth or whatever i i think you could do it i think it would work anyway it's worth looking into very very well put brian i like that point a lot all right well that's a, another podcast from the Crypto Masters. We hope you enjoyed it. Hope you learned a little bit. And uh, if it got you interested in Augur, go do some more research and decide if you want to buy some rep and add it to your portfolio. Absolutely. Hit like, subscribe, download, screenshot, whatever you got to do. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? We'll be back next week with a different crypto asset. If you have any you want us to talk about, shoot us uh, an email, let us know. We'll try to work it in. All right. Thanks, everyone. All right, everybody. Have a great week.